And what's up to everyone in Southeast Louisiana? It is Play by Play coming to you live here on this Wednesday. It is hump day. We're halfway home. Getting ready for the weekend, which is lying ahead. And for fans of South Lafouche High School football, that weekend is going to come a little sooner than normal, right? Because we've got the road trip out tomorrow, taking on St. Louis out in Southwest Louisiana in the Sulphur area. We'll uh, chat with BJ Young about that at noon today. We've also got Taylor Griffin at 12.15, got our mailbag at 12.30. Bottom of the show, we got some betting picks, and then we'll talk some high school football and kind of break down some of the matchups, also talk some middle school football here in this opening segment of the show. Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Friend Building Materials, got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets, feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Reminder, join us every Saturday, 10 o'clock for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts. It's sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company, presented by Terrebonne General Health System. It's the Sports Corner every Saturday on ESPN 100.3. Also a reminder, Varsity High School football coverage every week. This Thursday, South Lafouche taking on St. Louis Catholic on the road. Pre-game around 6.30, kickoff at 7 o'clock. Our broadcast is sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A, 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, and Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals. So I've given you the rundown. I've given you the lay of the land. I've told you how today's show is going to work. I was dive right in. I was at a middle school football game last night, and I've got some also some middle school football Scores and results from around the area. We start off with the game that I attended last night, which was West Thibodeau getting a uh, 14-8 win over Lockport. Um, Very good competitive game and very hard fought. The defenses were in control throughout, but it's West Thibodeau getting a 14-8 win. The West Thibodeau defense has improved throughout the course of the year. The beginning of the season, they struggled. Boy, they didn't struggle last night against a Lockport offense. It's kind of tricky. You know, they do some different stuff, some misdirection stuff, some direct snap stuff. Kind of tricky to slow them down, but it's West Thibodeau who gets a 14-8 to win. But look, man, the, the Rebels get the win, and they were favored to get the win. But Lockport played their butts off, man. They fought. They actually had opportunities in the second half to potentially score to tie or take the lead. Uh, and it was a great showing from the Pirates as well, who have made so much great strides. The Pirates... Back in the day, you know, uh, were a team that was kind of the way behind the eight ball, a team that was kind of struggling, and they were kind of a team that was not always fiercely competitive. It's not that way anymore. They, they're they certainly very competitive, and Coach Allen out there is doing an excellent job of getting those guys all pulling in the right direction. You get uh, LCO gets a 46-6 to win over East Thibodeau. No real big surprises there. The Bulldogs take control and control the action from start to finish. It was their eighth grade um, farewell, like kind of like your senior night, but it's your eighth grade night where the Bulldogs say goodbye and the final home game for all those great men 
and uh, the one girl on the team who have done an excellent job. You know, they, they have played hard throughout the course of the year. And that little core group there, you know, those eighth graders were part of a Paris championship team last year and are likely going to be part of a team that's going to share the Paris championship this year. So an excellent job taking care of business against East Thibodeau, who just frankly doesn't have enough kids, man. Like East Thibodeau's got a couple of guys who could go, um, but they're just few and far between. They've got a very small roster. Um, the kids get tired. The kids get frustrated. That's a team that um, not surprised to see that result. Six Duarte gets a 26-14 win over Golden Meadow. Golden Meadow had been off for a while. You know, they had their natural bye week. Then you get the Parish bye week with fall break. And maybe a little rust there. Wasn't at that game, but Six Duarte gets a 26-14 win over Golden Meadow. Next week in the middle school area, we're going to have our big rivalry week matchups, man. We've got East Thibodeau taking on West Thibodeau for the last time ever. <laughs> and you say, well, well, why is that the last matchup ever? It's because next year... Thibodeau Middle School, I think it's going to be called Thibodeau Middle School, I would assume it'd be called Thibodeau Middle School, will open, and that'll be combining West and East together into one school. So, you know, that'll eliminate that rivalry matchup, and that'll create, obviously, a, a school that'll have more athletes and will be more prominent, um, but it'll take away that natural rivalry. Uh, then next week, we've also got El Snow and Golden Meadow, a game that you'll be able to hear right here on KLEB. Uh, we're going to broadcast that one on Tuesday. You got the Bulldogs and the Lions who are going to be locking horns. And, you know, LCO, I think, is certainly the favorite. They're, they're the probably, not probably, they're the better team. You play all season, they're the better team. They, they've earned that distinction going in. But I tell you, Golden Meadows got some athletes, and if they could keep the ball away long enough, they could do some things to potentially make LCO uncomfortable. Uh, though I think that uh, the, the Bulldogs will be the, the hefty favorites in that matchup. In high school around the state this week, man, we've got just some big matchups, some matchups that are going to go a long way in deciding whether a team's actually going to contend to make the postseason or if a team's going to just kind of go by the wayside. As look, I gave you the numbers early in the week of where the teams sit and you know where what they've got to do to realistically have a chance. That all starts right now with some big key matchups. You got Central Lafouche taking on Thibodeau. That's in Matthews. Thibodeau absolutely positively has to win that game to have any shot to make the postseason. Right now, they're like number 30. They got to get up to number 28. If they beat Central Lafouge, they'll maybe move up another spot or two. Then the week after that, they'll play Terrebonne. If they win that, maybe they'll move up another spot or two, even beyond that, get to 25, 24, something like that. Then you're kind of internally, you know, you're not telling this to the kids, but you're kind of expecting, hey, Destrahan might get us. But just trusting that Destrahan's going to have a ton of wins and you're not going to fall very far. If that's the case, you can maybe sneak into the playoffs that way. So that's what Thibodeau's kind of banking on there. But you cannot, absolutely, positively cannot lose to Central Lafouche if you want to have any hopes of getting in. Destrahan traveling across Louisiana. They're taking on Sulphur. That'll be a fun matchup. East St. John traveling to take on Terrebonne. Terrebonne is one of those teams where they're kind of on the fringe. But if you look at the schedule coming home, it's not favorable. It's not favorable at all. But if they could win this matchup here and get a ton of points, like they could almost clinch a playoff spot if they win this matchup with East St. John, though they're going to certainly be a big underdog in that one. Hanville and HL Bourgeois shouldn't have a whole lot of implications. Bourgeois is kind of far back. They would need 
really some things to happen to get in. For Hanville, it's a situation, though, where they have to have it. Big game around the state. John Curtis and St. Augustine. Can't wait to see that one. Um, locally, we've also got Ellender and Vanderbilt. <laughs> Ellender and Vanderbilt's almost going to be like a play-in game. Vanderbilt's outside of the top 24 in Division II select. Ellender's right around the 28 mark in Division II non-select. The winner of this one will be sitting pretty. The loser of this one's in a bind. There's no other way to say that. Uh, the game will be at South Terrebonne, and I think one of the keys to the matchup, y'all, is can Ellender, A, um, how could I say this? B, oh man, I'm trying to think of the right words to use. Can they get their emotions going for a third week in a row? Because look, they've played two very intense, very emotional games against Terrebonne two weeks ago, against Assumption last week. They're going to be without some guys. Like, Can they have that full range of emotions again and play with that same fire again one more time? If they can, they've got a great shot against a Vanderbilt team that has been struggling throughout the course of the year. That's a big game. Assumption and Lutcher, that'll go a long way in helping determine the district championship in 4A. Uh, also on our local schedule, of course, we told you South Lafouche and St. Louis. Morgan City's hosting South Terrebonne. We don't expect any issues for South Terrebonne in that one. And then we go to 3A. E.D. White and Berwick's a huge matchup. When was the last time that we could say that Berwick was even involved in a big matchup? But they are. Berwick's got six wins on the season. If E.D. White beats those guys or if Berwick beats E.D. White, the winner of that one's getting a lot of points. That becomes a big, big matchup. It's on the road, E.D. White traveling to take on a Berwick team that is much improved under Mike Walker. You got Homa Christian traveling to take on Jefferson Rise Charter, and then you got CCA, who's currently sitting inside of the the um, the mark for Division Four Select. They're traveling to take on Ascension Catholic. That will be no easy chore, but we'll see how the Lions could stack themselves out. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll tell you about maybe let's talk some LSU and, and, and Ole Miss in the next segment of the show. Then we'll dive back into the high school stuff. We'll have B.J. Young at noon, Taylor Griffin at 12.15. Then your mailbag is loaded full of questions. We'll get to that at 12.30. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. 
We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our cedar beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. One of the biggest college football games on the slate will be this Saturday in Death Valley, 2.30 on CBS. LSU will be taking on Ole Miss. It's an Ole Miss team that's 7-0 and in the season. LSU 5-2, and 3-1 in the conference. Y'all, a lot of people don't realize this because we just kind of assume that LSU won't be in the hunt because of some things that we've seen earlier this year. LSU beats Ole Miss on Saturday. They'll be in first place in the SEC West. And, like, it's not a small sample size anymore. They've already played half of their conference games. If LSU wins Saturday, they'll be in first place in the SEC West. That's a big old tie. They'll be tied with Ole Miss. They'll be tied with Alabama. But still, it's just crazy to think that for as far of a fall as it felt like the team had taken against Florida State, losing that one and the embarrassment that came with that, and then for as lopsided as the Tennessee result was a couple weeks ago, it's just hard to imagine that this is an LSU team that literally could still potentially make it to the SEC championship game. And it's not as far-fetched as people think because 
I know there are a lot of folks screaming at their radio saying, yeah, but LSU's not going to beat Ole Miss. You know, LSU's not going to beat Alabama, blah, blah, blah. I hear all that. LSU's favored on Saturday. They're two-point favorite to beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss is the number seven team in the country, and they're 7-0. and oh. Let me tell you guys a secret. They're not very good. This is a team that is in no way, shape, nor form near as good as Tennessee was. This is a team that is in no way, shape, nor form near as good as some of the other SEC powers, in my opinion. It's an Ole Miss team that at home a couple weeks ago would have lost if Kentucky's quarterback were healthy. He was kind of limping around, and Kentucky was struggling to hold on to the ball. Ole Miss beats him 22-19. to That's a game where Kentucky outplayed Ole Miss and kicked him up and down the field. Ole Miss just had some flukish things happen, and we're on the right end of the scoreboard. Ole Miss struggled with <clears throat> excuse me, struggled with Tulsa. That was a four-quarter game. In the second half, Tulsa actually beat them 10 to nothing. If not for a good second quarter where Ole Miss went on an onslaught, they got outscored in the other three quarters decisively. It's an Ole Miss team that was struggling mightily, losing at halftime to Vanderbilt 20-17. to Defense was really having some issues. It's an Ole Miss team that was giving up points plenty to Auburn. The Auburn team that we saw a couple weeks ago face LSU, they can't move the ball a foot. They got 441 yards of offense against Ole Miss, 301 yards rushing against Ole Miss. Yeah, you got to deal with Lane Kiffin. And yeah, Lane Kiffin's going to have a trick or two up his sleeve. They're going to try to figure out ways to move the ball, and they're likely going to be successful in doing so. But LSU could take advantage of some things too here. This is not a great Ole Miss defense. They're giving up 346 yards per game, but lately it's been ugly. A lot of that success was early in the season. Lately it's been ugly. We talked about Vanderbilt moving it on them, Auburn moving it on them. LSU should, if they execute well, be able to move the ball pretty well and and, and get this one hopefully under their belts. It's going to be tough. Hell yeah, it's going to be tough. It's a 50-50 game. It's a coin flip game. I'm not trying to say that LSU, you know, if if they lose the game, we should all be upset or disappointed or, you know, it's a sign of, of the program tanking. Or That's not at all what I'm trying to say. But I'm just trying to relay the message that whoever would have thought after the first game of the season against Florida State, I was on Facebook, I screenshotted some of the dumb stuff that I saw. Folks were saying LSU would win two games. Folks that were saying that LSU would, would not win a single SEC game. Folks that were saying they wouldn't even make it to a bowl. Well, yet here we are sitting in mid-October. It's an LSU team that's 3-1 and one in the SEC and has a chance not only to make it to a bowl, not only to you know win seven, eight games, has a chance still to potentially win the SEC. It's a long shot, but who even thought that it would be a topic of conversation in mid-October based on how the season went? One of the keys to the game, of course, and it's, it's lazy analysis, one of the keys to the game is, is which Jaden Daniels is going to show up. He was phenomenal on Saturday against Florida. He was making all the throws. And look, there's always this balancing act with Daniels, right? We've talked about that throughout the course of the season. There's this balancing act, this juggling act of he's so explosive with his legs, but you can't only run because then you're neglecting big plays with the receivers down the field or but then you can't pigeonhole him in the pocket and tell him not to run because then you're losing that explosiveness altogether. And at times, it's looked awkward, right? <clears throat> Against Auburn, it, it it looked awkward. It didn't look comfortable. It looked like he was thinking too much back there. At times, early against Tennessee, it was the same thing. Well, they somewhere along the line had a little come-to-Jesus meeting or moment or something, and they had a breakthrough. 
because against Florida, he juggled the two roles flawlessly. He ran for three touchdowns. He made plays with his leg when he needed to. He stood in the pocket. He made decisive, quick reads, threw the ball accurately at all levels, short, intermediate, and long, and he was the best player on the field. 349 yards passing, three touchdowns, 11 yards per attempt average, rushed for three scores, made plays everywhere across the field. If LSU gets that guy on Saturday, they'll be in good shape. If they get the 8 for 20 or 80 yards like they got against Auburn, it's going to be a long Saturday. Hate to break down a matchup and pin it all on one guy, but he's going to go a long way in deciding this one. On the flip side... I would really like to see LSU force some, get some takeaways. And again, that's lazy analysis. You could say that about any game. But I'm saying it from a place of like, inf- like being informed here. Jackson Dart of Ole Miss, he's their quarterback. He's a sophomore. He will throw it to you. He will throw it to you. In the last four games, he's been intercepted. Or excuse me, in the last three games, he's been intercepted four times. In the last game against Auburn, he wasn't very good at all. 9 of 19, 130 yards. He did have three touchdowns, but he did have an interception. Now, Dart could run a little bit. He had 100 yards rushing on Saturday against Auburn. Also had a 100-yard rushing game against Tulsa. So he can move. He's fleet of foot. He's nimble. He could get out of his own way. But Ole Miss has played seven games. In one, two, three, four of those seven games, he hasn't gotten 200 yards passing. And in two of the others, he barely got 200 yards passing. So this is not uh, you know, uh, Eli Manning who's back there for Ole Miss standing in the pocket. He should not carve you up throwing the football, which means, again, which was one of our keys from last week, if you get him in the third and seven, third and eight, third and nine, you got to get off the field. And those are opportunities where if you could get in his face, rush a throw, jump in front of a throw, you can maybe get a, you know an early one or an easy one, get that crowd rolling, and get that vibe going your way. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about every LSU game. That's a lazy thing to say. But I'm excited about this matchup because I do think it is a good matchup. Look at the rosters. Look, in hindsight, Tennessee is much better than LSU, or at least played much better than LSU the last couple of weeks. But I've watched Ole Miss now several times, and there was not a huge talent gap that stood out. There was not a huge, you know, uh, hole or, 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 you know, watching the game saying, oh, man, LSU could never do that. They have just played a schedule that has been conducive to having success. They haven't beaten a single team that currently resides in the top 25. Well, I apologize. Kentucky's still in the top 25. So they've beaten one team who's currently in the top 25. And guess what? Everybody else that they've beaten wouldn't even be in the top 75. Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa, Vanderbilt, Auburn. So they got one quasi-quality win. The rest is them just picking garbage from the scrap heap and oftentimes having issues while doing so. They beat Troy 28-10. to That's not the 30-40 point SEC win you would expect. They beat Tulsa 35-27. to That's not the dominant you know 3-4 touchdown win you would expect. We mentioned their struggles against Kentucky. Give up 28 points to Vanderbilt. Give up 34 points to Auburn. Those are not good offenses. Those are situations where if those teams are scoring and those teams are taking advantage of what they're doing, and maybe it's to be a situation where LSU could certainly do the same and certainly have a, a good showing at home and maybe even upset Ole Miss. 
Remember the old Les Miles quote of Death Valley is where opponents' dreams come to die? That was said after LSU beat an Ole Miss team that I believe was like number three in the country, upset them, kind of derailed their season a little bit. Be a great opportunity for the Tigers to do the same to one of their oldest and most bitter rivals. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to B.J. Young, South Lafouche High School. We're talking some tarpon football out of this break. It's play-by-play on KLEB. As a father of triplet girls, State Representative Tanner McGee defended our conservative family values in the legislature. Now, he wants to bring those same values to the Court of Appeal. A respected attorney with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge who upholds the Constitution, defends the rule of law, and protects our families from violent criminals, just like he protects his own. Tanner McGee for Judge. Paid for by the friends of Tanner McGee. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Baby, a song you make me wanna roll my windows down and cruise. It's a beautiful day outside, and it'll be a beautiful night for football tomorrow night out in Sulphur, Louisiana. South Lafouche will be taking on St. Louis. Be able to hear it right here on KLEB. Now we go to the phone lines, and we have South Lafouche football coach BJ Young on the line. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good, man. How are y'all? Doing fine, man. Um, 
Good week of practice so far. You were telling me a second ago you guys got it started on Sunday. Kind of have your walkthrough today. What are some of the things that you've seen that you've liked so far this week, man? Yeah, uh, kind of had to up everything up a day. Kickoff was on Thursday instead of a Friday. So kind of new for us. So we came out on Sunday. Uh, it was basically our Monday. So when you kind of added the days up, the day would be a walkthrough. So had a good week, man. Tough, tough for um you know, our, our players, you know, coming off a homecoming night on a Saturday, uh, having to come in on Sunday, um, which is usually, you know, our day off. We don't we do not do nothing on a Sunday with our guys. Um, so be able to kind of suck it up and come out there and put together a good day of practice um, was good to see. And then I uh, kind of carried them throughout the whole week. We had a good Monday and a good Tuesday as well. Um, you know, kind of want to let that kind of we talked about, you want to let that, that winning energy, right, the feeling you get from winning and the excitement, let that kind of fuel you right through your week of preparation um, to help you push that little extra. And uh, hopefully we can keep that momentum rolling tomorrow night. BJ, tell us about the matchup. A lot of folks in the area are not familiar with St. Louis, but looking at the schedule and the results, they've got a lot of wins and they played some good football. What are some of the things they do well? Yeah, a 6-1 and one football team. Um, the only loss was, a t- uh, was to a school from, uh, from Texas, uh, Vida High School out of Texas beat them. That was the only loss. Um, so 6-1, and one, good football team. Uh, private school, so that, you know they do things right, man. They discipline. Uh, they got a lot of good athletes. Um, they big. Probably gonna be one of the bigger teams we face all year. Um, I want to say the receiving core might average like six three or six four. Uh, got a kid going to Southeast who can really run. Uh, everything kind of goes to their quarterback though. A uh, kid who can really throw it, and uh, he he got some wheels on him, man. He can scoot. So we got to try to keep him keep him at bay because if he breaks out, he can hurt us. Um, defensively, I, I think they play hard up front. Um, secondary, they're real sound. If you know if they if they, they have to do their assignment, you very rarely find them out of place. So we're gonna try to have to maybe do some things to uh, kind of get their eyes moving and maybe hit them in a different direction. Very good. Offensively, uh, you guys are gonna be matching up against a defense that's like you said. You know they're always in the right spots and. Uh, but your offense is coming in, and they're explosive, and they're doing some good things, man. Talk about the way those guys are gelling. They had a great showing on Friday. Yeah, you know, uh, kind of got our kind of got our guys back out there. I thought they did. Uh, they performed well. Uh, made some good throws. Uh, had some good pass pro up front. They made some good catches. Uh, we needed to run the ball. You know, I, th- I think we was effective on the probably most effective we've been all year in the run game. So um, it was good to see. You know, when you watch it back, though, there's a lot of things you got to correct, and uh, we made the corrections um, for this week, and, and we've gotten better. So uh, hope, hope to keep it going. You know, I, I think we'll be fine, man. You just you can't beat yourself. Um, they, they have made a few mistakes on film, so we, you can't beat yourself, and you got to play sound football. And I think if we do that, you know, we'll have a chance. Coach, it's just such a luxury to have a kid back there in Ogeron who, where you know, if it's a busted play or if a receiver falls down or if you know a defensive lineman breaks through. He can make a tackle or make make a guy miss and break a tackle is what I meant to say. And, you know, there were several times on Friday where, look, man, it, it's not going to get talked about or written about in the newspaper, but he's in jail 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he skirts up the field and maybe gains a yard or two or maybe even just loses a yard or two. But those yards in between keep you guys better ahead of the chains than what you otherwise would have been. It's those little things like that, man, that must make it so much easier to call plays when he's back there. Yeah, it does, and, and 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 look, I think at all levels of football, you're not gonna play a perfect game. There's gonna be plays where, where there's things that break down, and uh, he 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 has the ability to get you back to the line of scrimmage or or, or gain yards. So um, 
you kind of get to call a little more freely, knowing that if something does break down, he, he can help you and he can get out. He can get out of dodge and um, and get you some yards. You know, big thing we stressed to him this week is just not taking any negative plays. You got to know when it's when the play's over, right? You don't make a bad play worse, and you live for another down. So uh, kind of harped on those things a little bit this week, and uh, look to see. You know, look to see. He's a good kid, man. He cares a lot about it, and um, you know, when you think about the grand scheme of things, that was only his. And I want to say fourth game this season, you know, in a, in a new system. So uh, he handled it well, and uh, he'll continue to get better. Your defense made a, a few strides on Friday against Morgan City. You told us on Saturday morning that St. Louis will hit you with more of a ground-heavy offense, but that they have some athletes, you know, a college-bound receiver, and they've got some explosive playmakers. What are some of the challenges there, man? Yeah, I think, uh, like, like I said, I think, I think it runs through their quarterback. Uh, he's very explosive. He, uh, I think, I think they, they want to run the football. You'll see a lot of twenty-one personnel, you know, tightening sniffer, tightening hips, um, so, some motions with some like, some heavy shifts to try to get some quick numbers on you. And um, look, I, I think we're, you know, first and foremost, we have to stop the quarterback. We have to stop the run. Um, you, which, to me, as a defense man, what you don't want is you don't want a team to beat you doing what they want to do. Um, right. So, for example, you're playing left, you don't want number seven to beat you. Uh, now, does that always happen? No, right. But you know, we don't. We you don't want to. We don't want to go into the game Thursday night and leave and say, man, you know they beat us and they ran it down our throat. You know, we want to do everything we can to take away the run and make them beat us throwing the ball. Let's talk about the third phase and special teams, man. You guys have had some issues there in recent weeks with you know maybe allowing a return or two or having a, a difficult time or whatever it may be. But there's been some good moments as well. How would you assess your special teams so far this year? Yeah, I, I think uh, you know we're trying to clean some things up on on, on that end. Uh, I think I think a bright spot in our special teams is the punt team. I think I think we've been punting the ball well. Are we able to flip the position? Um, that that has a lot to do with you know our long snap and our punter doing a great job with that snap and kick. Um, it's no secret we str- we struggled on the extra point field goal side of things. We ended up making one third Friday, so that was good to see. Um, so we kind of took a little different approach on that. And um, you know, kind of mixing things up on the kickoff team, trying trying to get better every week. Uh, the, the the deal is though, when you play teams, you know, of of, of quality, of quality or equal talented and things like that, you got to beat them in the special teams game. That's got to be a box you check off. And um, I know Urban Meyer, man, he, he preaches the special teams a lot. So you gotta uh, you gotta win in the special teams battle, and we're getting better at it. You got to keep working. Um, Spending a lot of time on it, you know, because it'll, it'll it'll cost you a game. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, it cost us a few this year, so we gotta uh, we're trying to clean it up and get better. Bro, usually, you know, it's a routine. You guys are in school all day, and then are either just laying low in the field house while getting ready, or you know, getting ready to load up the yellow bus and then head where you're going, and then get ready. Tomorrow's going to be a little different. You guys are going to leave school super early and hit the road, and then you guys are going to make some stops, maybe grab a bite. Then, know you said doing a walkthrough at UL and. It's going to be a lot on the kids, but I'm sure, you know, you guys are going to learn something either way. One way or another, you're going to learn something based on how they handle that. Yeah, look, you want to keep it, you know, it's kind of cliche. You want to keep it as normal as possible um, as you can. Um, if you're going to be a good program, you got to win games like this in the playoffs. So the point of, you know, scheduling it was it can get you one under your belt so the kids can learn how to handle it before your first one is in the playoffs and it, and it kind of catches you off guard. You know, the first thing you worry about as a coach is it's like a vacation. You know, you're getting out of school early. 
we get to go to UL, do a walkthrough in the stadium, and, and, and look around, tour the facilities and stuff like that. Um, you know, the, the the point of emphasis is, is uh, it's a business trip. You know, we we have one job to do, and that's to go down to Lake Charles and, and get a win, man. Um, that's the only goal. You know, fun is just the icing on the cake. But if I had to trade fun for a win, I'd hope they have a terrible time and we come back with a win. <laughs> you know, um, but you, no, man, it's gonna be a good experience for our guys and. Um, but the main thing is, man, it's a business trip. It's so easy to lose focus on, on trips like this and kind of get caught up in it. So, uh, uh, you know, us as coaches have to do a good job of keeping them at bay and keeping them corralled and focused on, on, on the job at hand. What are some keys to victory? What are some things tomorrow that have to go well for you guys to have a shot? Yeah, I, I think we uh, we have to create some explosive plays um, on the offensive side of the ball and limit them on the defensive side of the ball. I think if, um, like I said, I think if we don't shoot ourselves in the foot with some penalties, and uh, we play sound defense and, and make them march the ball and not give up chunk plays. Um, I think we're going to be okay, man. I honestly do. I think if we don't give up the big ones and make them move the ball, I think we're going to be in the game. And I think if we create, create maybe a few, a few explosive plays, maybe soften them up, we're going to be fine. Let's talk about something that's non-South LaFouche related for a second, man. I saw you on Sunday. You say you're getting ready to go watch the Saints game. What do you make of their season? Dude, I know you're a big fan, man. It's been all over. They're 2-4. and four. They're struggling. They've tried Winston. They've tried Dalton. Now it looks like both may be out tomorrow. They're, they're going to be playing maybe Taysom Hill. We don't have any guidance there. Uh, man, as a guy who loves offense, the Saints haven't given us a whole lot of great offense this season. What are you making as you're watching those games on Sunday? Yeah, look, I mean, it's heartbreaking, right? Uh, when, you, when, you, when you pull hard for them, I mean, it's a type of deal to me where if they lose, it kind of ruins up me all the way up until like a Wednesday. So <laughs> it, it – um, Look, I'm gonna tell you though, it's good to see they losing close ones. Sure. You know, they losing close ones. They 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 play from behind and fall back, so it's not they, they don't quit. Which you're getting paid a lot of money. I wouldn't expect you to quit, but and then they was able to play from ahead and kind of lost it at the end. So there's some close ones, man. I'd be way more concerned if they were getting blown out every week. And uh, look, the last few weeks they played with some 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 injured players, right? So I thought they manufactured a, a good amount of points for having four or you know, three or four like you know top players out on your offense. So I think, man, look, they'll get their footing. The good news is in the NFC, it's pretty wide open, except for Philly right now, who's kind of taking an early lead. But I think if you look around the, the league in the NFC, I think it's all pretty much some three and three, you know, uh, four and two, uh, two and four teams. So I think you're right there in the mix. Um, and, and they'll get it going, man. Uh, they uh, The culture I think they have, and I don't know it personally, obviously, but I think the culture they have there that Sean Payton put in place, a lot of those guys are still there, and, and they'll get it right. PJ, does it worry you? But look, as as a fan or you know somebody following it, the, the instinct is always to say, okay, well, if it's a tough year, you know, we'll just rebuild through the draft. Well, they don't have their first round pick, man. That scares the hell out of me from their perspective. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, look, man. I think uh, I think different teams in the NFL fight different deals um, year in and year out. I mean, in the Saints in the past have made some decisions where it kind of has you scratching your head, you know. Um, but, look, man, I've always believed in, in Sean Payton. I'm a diehard Sean Payton. We talk to some of the coaches on staff, they make fun of me, you know, because we wear the shirts we wear because Sean Payton wore those type of shirts. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got the visor because Sean Payton wears a visor. So I've always believed in what he did. And, um, look, man, they, they, they'll, they'll figure it out. Sounds good. Well, look, man, thanks so much for the time. We'll see you tomorrow, buddy. All right, man. Thank you. Yep, that is BJ Young doing a great job as always with South Lafouche High School. That that's 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 fun to me hearing him say, "Man, we wear those types of shirts because Sean Payton wore those types of shirts." We're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. I was a big fan of Ladanian Tomlinson back in the day. Guess what? Whenever I would play Madden and I would make a creative player, 
I'd be a running back. I'd be 21. I'd have a visor and I'd make sure that my, my running back could catch passes out of the backfield and was modeling everything that I was doing after LT. It it's, it's what you do. You base your own preferences around some of the things that you see other places. And look, this is a copycat world. We're all guilty of it in any field. There are very few original ideas anymore. It's all based on tweaking and adjusting things that have already been done by other people. <clears throat> and it was cool to hear BJ say, you know, man, yeah, we, you know, we do a lot of stuff like Sean Payton. You know, we wear the visors and it was interesting to hear. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Taylor Griffin. Chat with the turtle about everything happening in the world of sports. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the Raging Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. There are a lot of reasons Tanner McGee spent the last seven years fighting for families in the legislature. But there are three that stand above the rest. Julia, Grace, and Kate. As a father of triplet girls, Tanner believes the most important things we can give our children is a loving home and a safe community. That's why he served in the legislature. And why with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge our families can depend on. Paid for by the friends of Tanner McGee. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Everybody knows this who listens to the show regularly. Right after BJ Young on Wednesdays, we make a trip over to Dufresne. 
and we chat with our buddy Taylor Griffin. Turtle, what's going on, man? How are we doing today? Hey, doing pretty good, man. How y'all doing? Doing great, man. Uh, it's been a fun, or it was a fun, this past weekend for a lot of local sports fans. We'll start off with some LSU talk, man. Look, I, I told this to Stan Graval in the Sports Corner on Saturday. I said, look, the LSU-Florida game is hard for me because I could see LSU winning by a couple of scores. I could see LSU winning close. I could see Florida winning close. I could see Florida pulling away. I didn't have a clue. The one thing that I didn't see, though, was the LSU offense showing up and looking like a machine and throwing for 300-plus yards and Daniels looking like he was Joe Burrow all of a sudden. Man, I don't know what happened, but they got Kayshawn Booty involved and Daniels was playing great, and, and it just makes you think. If we could bottle that up and sell it for the rest of the year, this is a completely different football team. Absolutely, man. Um, I don't know what to think of it other than form a quick opinion of this is awesome. I'm excited. Uh, I think I think they look great. Um, where it came from, I don't know what took so long. Who knows? We're not there every day at practice and in the locker room having those conversations. But I mean, maybe it was just some, uh, maybe it was just some little growing pains. Maybe it was they st- they just still had to find what clicks, and they they found maybe they had a little come to Jesus meeting in the locker room, and like, hey man, this is this is it. This is real life. You only get, you know, for the most part. Everyone, everyone sitting in here, if you play out your entire career and there's no special situations, I mean, all the time we put into this, at the end of the day, it's just 48 opportunities. You, you, you could count, It doesn't take long. How long does it take you to count to 48? It doesn't take long at all. You know, four years, 12 games a pop, it's not a whole lot of time, and it's time for you to make a decision and, and wake up and – I I mean, who knows? Maybe it was some sort of conversation along those lines that got them going, uh, or it's just the simple fact of new coach, new system, new everything, and it's just it, it takes longer than you know than we'd like to give them as far as our patience here as fans and supporters. Uh, not sure what it is. Either way, I'm I'm happy to see it. I'm here for it, and I hope it continues to improve. Bro, I asked you this. I asked the same question to Stan Gravois yesterday, and he didn't have a definitive answer. But I, I, you've coached, you've played. You know, you're of a younger generation like myself. I'm curious to hear your thoughts because, look, one of the big factors on Saturday was Booty played great, 100 plus yards, six receptions. Brian Kelly said after the game, "Hey, he practiced. He busted his tail. He was a captain because he practiced and busted his tail. He took it on the field. And look, that's cool to hear." And that's the one side of the fence. The other side of the fence is, why did you waste half of a damn season before you gave a crap? So, like, where do you lean on that? Because, yeah, it's great that it's finally rolling, but it's almost like that parent where their kid makes straight C's and then they finally study and make some A's. It's like, well, why the hell weren't you making A's this whole time? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a really tough one, man. I could spit a whole bunch of theories out if you'd like to hear them. I mean, I really don't know what – I'm with you. Like, yeah, what the hell took so long? What – I've been cursing this dude out left and right, up and down, get him out of here, get kick him out of the program. He's a cancer. He's this and that. What's what's his problem? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, uh – you know, he's excused because he's about to become a father. 
And we all over here like, well, he's pretty much excused himself the last four weeks anyway. Who cares? <laughs> let, let him go. And then now he's got, you know, I don't know about you. I mean, as a fan, I'd like to think I follow the program pretty closely, but I didn't know that he was expecting to have a child until yeah. that week when they said he was going to be excused. Maybe that's just what's been on his mind. Maybe, maybe his girl had a tough pregnancy. Maybe, hell, I don't know his situation. Maybe he was waiting on the DNA test results. Who knows? Who really knows? Yeah. It, but now that everybody's healthy and happy, he's uh he's got his mind right. Now he's finally ready to play. It could be a good excuse, could be a bad excuse, but man, I, I don't know where to go with that one. Either way, one if we just take it at one game at a time, one week at a time, not not going back to the past, moving forward, hey, Good game, Kayshawn. Let's keep it rolling. No doubt. Look, the New Orleans Saints are on the opposite end of the spectrum where LSU impressed us all on Saturday. The Saints kind of left us wanting for more. Offensively, it's disappointing because you're without everybody and you still find a way to score 26 points. Turtle, the most frustrating thing for me is that you're without your receivers. You're with your backup quarterback. You score a bunch. You're running the ball down their throat. And it's your damn defense that lets you down. This is supposed to be the strong suit of your team. You give up 30 points. The Bengals scoring their last three drives, man, is just a team that's inventing ways to lose games right now. Yeah, just typical Saints, man. I, just just when you think they, they got it together, just when you think, oh, you know, everything's, everything's about to click. You know, Andy Dalton played a – I thought he played a great game. You know, the receivers that we had to work with played a great game. I mean, how about a – is it a Rashid? The guy gets signed up from the practice squad a, a day or two before game yeah. day. <laughs> gets a touchdown. That dude was fast as lightning, by the way. Amazing run. Um, you know, all this positivity, all this great stuff clicking. You play in the Bengals and the Joey B homecoming, and then the defense – like you said, of all things, the defense blows it for you. I mean, if it's if it ain't one thing, it's another. I don't know how else to attack it other than that. If if it ain't something, it's if it ain't this, it's that. It's it's always something with the New Orleans Saints. I asked Brian this on Monday. I asked Stan this yesterday. I'm going to ask you this today on Wednesday. When the Saints gave the ball back to Burrow, and Burrow was down two with like two minutes left. Look, I know what I thought, and I know what Stan and Brian thought, but I asked them, and they told me there was no chance the Saints were getting a stop right there, right? Oh, no. It's, it it, it should have never gotten to that point. But, yeah, you, you're right. When it got there, uh-oh, here we go. It's over for the Saints. Yeah, that, that's tough. Man, partner, this is a little bit out of left field, and we'll talk some Pelicans and some wrestling and stuff in just a minute. This is a little bit out of left field. I was reading earlier today, and look, we're older now. If you've had actually this in the tw- in your 20s, you may have been way more jacked up than you are now. Heck, you might still be jacked up. But I was reading about some of the features and everything for the new NCAA football game, which will be coming out next summer. Um, there's going to be some NIL stuff. There's going to be some you know transfer portal stuff. And I always said that the opportunity to make the best sports video game of all time would be to have a college football game. No holds barred. You could cheat. You could buy off recruits. You could do whatever. I always thought that that would be awesome. We're not all the way getting that from EA Sports, but, man, the NCAA football is coming back next year. Do you still game at all? Is that something that fires you up or piques your interest at all? Yes, it does. Um, 
ever since they discontinued it, um, I've just been more and more disappointed and maddened to the point where I quit buying it, and I would just borrow it, get a couple games in, or play at someone else's house, get a game or two in. It's like, ah, yeah, I don't need this. But NCAA, man, that was my jam. NCAA football, it's I'm going pre-order it at GameStop. I'm going, I'm going get it the day it's released. We going after school. We doing this. We doing that. Like. I'm ready to give this one a shot, especially, <clears throat> especially like you said, with all the the extra things you could do. The I don't know what they call it these days, or my career, or my my whatever. But just going through the whole thing, and as you mentioned, I never thought about it, but yeah, that would have been really fun to like. It would let you cheat if if they would let you do whatever you wanted, and part of the challenge was how do you get away with yep. it, and how long will your dynasty last without getting things vacated or whatnot and suspend yeah that would have been great that would have been an awesome game but you know either way um whatever is coming to this new game yes i am excited that will that will get me back on the sticks for sure awesome awesome let's talk some pelicans the pelicans are opening up their season tonight with the brooklyn nets zion said he's available or he's gonna go he's still listed as questionable in the injury report but he said he's gonna go Brooklyn is going to be with their big three, uh, Kyrie, KD, and, and Ben Simmons. Or, so it's really just a big two and a half because Simmons isn't correct. a whole one. Uh, God, you corrected yourself before I <laughs> The Nets will be without Seth Curry and Joe Harris, so they're a little bit beat up. It's a good opportunity on the road against a team that a lot of folks uh, think are very high on with Brooklyn. It's a good opportunity for the Pelicans to maybe flex their guns a little bit here. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm I'm really excited about Pelicans basketball this year, and uh, you know, with an opponent like that um, to start off. I mean, that that's that's a good, really good first test. I mean, this isn't this isn't high school or college where you know you try to schedule something easy at the beginning, and you know, let, let's work the kinks out. Let's let's get a good little guarantee game in there. Let's uh, no, this this is it. It's on. You've had all preseason to do that. It's on first test. Everybody's O and O. Let's see what happens against what's supposed to be one of the best teams with, you know, arguably at least one of the best players on the planet right now. I mean, this is this is a really exciting matchup. Uh, I look forward to watching it, and um, you know, I just man, I really hope Zion stays healthy. It's it's really all, all comes down to that. We talked a little Nichols basketball last week, and since then, actually the day of our conversation later that night, they dropped their 2022-2023 schedule. They're taking on Arizona. That'll be a great road trip. They're taking on Texas Tech, which is one of the best programs in the country, traveling to Starkville to take on Mississippi State, traveling to Baylor out in Waco, in addition to their usual Southland Conference schedule. So I'm not going to ask you to break down those matchups, obviously, but what I'm going to ask you is, look, you you come from a place of knowledge of this. For college kids, because you were part of this back in the day when you were managing the program, for college kids, making that trip to Waco, making that trip, you know, they're playing a holiday tournament in Vegas, and, man, that's got to be cool as hell, man, going and traveling and seeing all these different things, and, yeah, you got to play some basketball in between. That, that, that must just be an awesome experience. It is extremely fun man that's that's some experience of experiences of a lifetime like no other i mean one day you want to have a long talk about all the different things i got to go do and all the different places i got to go see i mean we we you could have a show just on that uh for those but man this uh you know going 
you said there's a holiday tournament in Vegas. I mean that 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 right there is awesome in itself. You know, especially you know if they have a, a little bit of freedom, you know, on their last night. Hopefully, you know, they get to go enjoy what Vegas has to offer uh, to to a certain extent. You know, just going on these road trips, you, you're getting to go to places you've never been before, and that's the beautiful thing about that sport. Uh, you know, all your life you've just been playing in your town and then the town next door and then maybe three towns over. You know, if you're lucky, you, you get to the playoffs and you might travel four or five hours away to go play somewhere, and, and, and that's about it. But, man, when you get to this level and before conference and, you know, now it's we're getting on a plane. I mean, really think about the very basic bottom part of this thinking here. We're getting on a plane to go play a basketball game. How cool is that? And you go to all these historic places, all these NBA sized arenas and, and playing in front of 18,000 people who like their whole life, they're dedicated to this college program. And you get to go play in that hectic atmosphere, man, there's nothing like it. It's what a, I'm happy that uh, I'm happy for all these guys to get to experience it, man. Because that's uh, that's that's something really special that you're really lucky to be a part of. Dude, there's one really cool thing that's going to be happening here is that the Southland Conference tournament has moved from Katy to Lake Charles, and some of it is going to overlap with the beginning of the Top 28 because McNeese now plays in a new arena. The high school guys will stay in the Burton Coliseum. Look, dude. Like I'm in there. That's gonna that's gonna be awesome, man. I I can't wait for that. Wow. Uh, that's gonna be a great celebration of basketball in Lake Charles. That's gonna be in early March. Can't wait. I think that's gonna be a really cool showcase. Uh that is the first I'm hearing of this, and that is extremely exciting. I'm gonna do my best to get out there and just enjoy the best of the best in Louisiana, plus the Southland tournament, man. Hopefully, watch Nichols finally get it together and go all the way and win it man that would be that'd be the icing on the cake right there especially to do it in louisiana yeah no doubt let's talk some wwe before we let you go bro we've seen bray wyatt you know we we talked about that last week what i want to ask you about is and i don't know if you saw it but i I would expect that by now you would have seen it on youtube or whatever it may be that really really cool promo that he cut friday in new orleans where he's like being himself and then suddenly it fades to black and then you're reminded like okay now he's like he's a demon again and dude i i it was brilliant it was really really cool to see and it has me more excited than ever where this is going to go because it feels like it's going to almost be a hybrid of the person and the monster and he's going to intertwine between the two and i'm intrigued i think it's gonna be cool as hell yep yep look whether whether they actually cut him loose to an extent and let him go and open up and be his quote-unquote real self for a little bit. Whether they did that or it's all just part of the act, either way, when when professional wrestling appears to be blending the lines, you know, of reality and, and not, you know, it's that makes it a little extra special, entertaining. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you saw what Chris Jericho thought of it. He said something like, uh, "He didn't buy it for a second, but he loves it." Yeah. So like he, whatever that's supposed to mean, like I, I would assume Jericho is saying, "Yeah, uh, it, it's all a work, but I love how real it felt." Sure. I'm assuming that's what he meant by that, and if that's the case, I mean, bravo either way. 
it was an entertaining speech. It was, it's, uh, it's going to keep me glued to the TV for sure, just for him alone. Dude, I don't know if you're in the same boat as me, um, but look, man, about six months ago, a year ago, if I watched anything live, other like you know, like you said, like the live events, it would be fast forwarding and you know maybe stopping 10, 15 minutes total. I'd be in and out. I found myself now. I'm fast forwarding a whole lot less, and that that's a compliment. They've got multiple storylines with some meat on the bone. Like when the Mysterios are on, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fast forwarding through that. When the Miz is on, I'm not fast forwarding that. I even like what Bobby Lashley and Lesnar are doing. Anything with Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn, like. There's a lot of different things right now that, to me, are must-see TV. And, dude, we just couldn't say that six months ago. You are absolutely right, and you hit the nail on the head. All three of those major storylines are the ones that you would normally stop fast-forwarding for. And now it's like, oh, man, this is going to be good. I'm, I'm going to watch all of this. Oh, man, this is going to be good. And then before you know it, you look up, and there's three hours. And, wow, I just sat through a whole, a whole episode of Monday Night Raw without skipping anything. I mean – that they're doing it right it's uh something i mean it, it's it's got to have something to do with uh mr levesque taking control and doing his thing uh i'm uh I'm, i've been really impressed lately and when when i start watching i don't stop till it's over brother we're about 30 35 days away from the Thibodeau holiday thanksgiving tournament high school basketball is right around the corner dude we're gonna be in those gyms Calling boys and girls action in no time, man. Are you as fired up as I am? Absolutely, man. Look forward to it every year. It's 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 awesome. You know, the, the closer we get, man. When I I walk, when I'm gonna walk in the gym for that first time to do our first game together, I mean, it's it's back to the same level of free songs as if I would be going in to coach or play. I mean, it's uh it's time to get back to business, and I I cannot wait for it. I'm very excited to see what the tarps got and. You know what the other local teams got? It, it's uh, high school basketball has been really special, really exciting lately these last few years in our area. Uh, can't wait to see what happens next. Uh, if I may cut in and ask you, what's up? I don't know if I'm supposed to do this, but let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Where's the home games this year? Yeah, uh, the home games are going to be at Central Lafouche for the at least the first eighty percent of the season because the estimated finish date on the gym. As of now, if there's no delays, and there have been nothing but delays lately, so as of now, it's like early February-ish. So, yeah, we're, we're going to be out in Matthews again, brother, which I know you're maybe one of the only ones who likes that because it's closer for you on the way home. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to be out at Central yeah. Lafouche for the beginning portions of the season for sure. Okay, okay. I didn't know if we were going to be going to LCO or something with the way everything else has been going this year between volleyball and prom, uh, homecoming and everything else. Wasn't sure if basketball was going to dip into it or not. But uh, I'll take Central Lafouche again, you know, whatever. Yes, sir. Well, look, man, thanks so much for the time. We'll chat again next Wednesday, brother. Yes, indeed. Thanks for having me. And as always, go Tarts and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing a wonderful job. As always, love his perspective and his point of view. Let's catch a break when we get back. It's mailbag time. I, the noontime hour on the Wednesday shows is some of the fastest-paced radio that we do here. BJ, Taylor, Mailbag, Betting Picks, out. It all flows so smoothly, and we'll get to your questions in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. As a father of triplet girls, State Representative Tanner McGee defended our conservative family values in the legislature. Now... 
He wants to bring those same values to the Court of Appeal. A respected attorney with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge who upholds the Constitution, defends the rule of law, and protects our families from violent criminals, just like he protects his own. Tanner McGee for Judge. Paid for by the friends of Tanner McGee. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. I want to thank my buddy Taylor Griffin for the time in the last segment. I want to thank uh, BJ Young for his time earlier in the show. It's play by play. It's Wednesday. It's time to get to our mailbag. If you have a question that you ever want to get answered, find a way to get a hold of me. I'm at Casey underscore just clear on Twitter. We're at Kaylee B Radio on Twitter. I'm Casey Just Clear on Facebook. We're Kaylee B Radio on Facebook. Just clear Casey at gmail.com. A lot of you all have my phone number. Shoot me a text. Send me a, you know, whatever. Find a way to get your question to me. We dive right in. The first question. Casey, with the heavy hitters mostly out of the MLB playoffs, who is your pick to win the World Series? It would be easy to just say the Astros because they're the one big powerful, you know, club that's still left. I'm going to go different. I'm going to say the Phillies are going to win it all. 
Phillies didn't just beat the Braves. They beat the hell out of the Braves. The Phillies swept the Cardinals. Those are two teams that came into the postseason playing well. Then they open up their series with the Padres last night and beat them. They've got things that you want in postseason. They've got things that you want. We talked about this yesterday. I really feel like I nailed that game one matchup. They've got dudes who hit home runs no matter where the game is being played. Whether it's cold, whether the wind's blowing in, whether it's blowing out, whether it's a big park, whether it's a small park, Harper, Schwarber, uh, you know, Real Muto, Hoskins, those guys could get it out. Schwarber hit a 500-foot home run last night. Be playing a game on, on the moon, that'll get out. Harper hit one a little shorter, but the Phillies get a 2-0 win. And in addition to that brute force home run hitting power, they've got elite starting pitching. Nolan Wheeler could beat anybody on any given day. If their bullpen holds up, and it's a big if, because their bullpen has, has been shaky at times. If their bullpen holds up, they could beat anybody. They've got the vibe. they got the spirit. They're playing right now with some passion. They fired their manager in the middle of the season. Sometimes that turns into a storybook ending. They've got a lot of things pulling in their direction. Big matchup tonight against the Padres. If they go up 2-0, and it's Nola against Snell, so I would favor them on the pitching matchup. If they go up 2-0, it's over. It's over. Because I saw that environment in Philly over the weekend when they were playing the Braves. That's going to be a madhouse. You might win a game or two there. You're not going to win the, the majority of them over, over there. If they go up 2 nothing today, winning the first two in the row, that series is over. Question two, Casey, I'm a young journalism student. What's the hardest part of doing play-by-play on the radio? First off, good luck to you in the uh, the remainder of your studies. And if you ever need anything, you reached out to me once, don't hesitate to reach out again. That's the first thing. The second thing, the hardest part of doing play-by-play on the radio is twofold. The first is balancing the role of being a fan. And I'm going to, I'm going to talk about South Lafouche radio here and not Nichols. So I do do some Nichols stuff. Juggling the role of being a fan and being a cousin and being a friend to, you know, the parents of some of the kids playing or whatever it may be juggling that role and keeping that passion and keeping that vibe of the listeners knowing, Hey, this is our guy. He's our voice. He's behind us. And not just being ridiculous and being so over the top of a homer that it's unbearable and it's hard to listen to. That's the hardest part on one hand. On the other hand is is knowing the names. Knowing the names. Uh, you know, there's a lot of legwork. I, I, I got the South Lafouche side of it down. But there's a lot of legwork that goes during the weekend to learning the names of the key players on the other teams. On the other teams. and that That's the biggest challenge. You don't want to just be saying... Oh, and he makes a pass and he throws it down the field and oh, that kid catches it. It just adds a different little flavor when you can say, oh, and Jackson catches it. Oh, or and, um, you know, Rodriguez catches it or whatever it may be. So that's the hardest challenge is learning names and numbers and being familiar with teams that you don't see every day. It's not like the NFL. If I watch a Cowboys game and I could tell you, all right, Pres- uh, Prescott drops back, he throws it to Gallup. Well, like tomorrow, for instance, I've never seen St. Louis play. I'm not familiar with those names. It does take a lot of research on the front end before the game to get yourself ready. Casey, listener, wants to know, do you think LSU beats Ole Miss on Saturday? Yes, I do. I think the Tigers are ready. I think the Tigers do some things that Ole Miss doesn't do well. I think that they're going to run the football. I think they're going to control the game, get off the field enough on defense 
I do think LSU is going to win. Another listener question, Casey, how far can E.D. White go in the football playoffs? This one is 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 unique, right? Because I'm never going to bet against E.D. White, right? They're, they're so very good and they're so very skilled. But for me to just stand up on the table and say, oh, they're going to win the state championship, I, I, I can't do that either. And, and here's the reason why. And I'll tell you, Division II select is brutal. Currently seated above them is Turlings, De La Salle, St. Thomas More, John F. Kennedy. Seated below them are the likes of Lafayette, Christian, Madison, Preps, Shaw, St. Louis. Like, that's some big, heavy hitters. So, the idea that they're going to just line up and, you know, be the number one seed and, and waltz back to the dome like they did last year, that's not realistic. But, will they be one of the teams firmly in the conversation until the end with a chance to get there? Oh, you bet. Oh, you bet. They could run. They could throw. They play great defense. They're sound. They're disciplined. They got great schemes, great head coach. They got a vibe and a belief. You bet they're going to be one of the teams near the end. They can make a run at least to the quarters, and certainly even beyond that is a very distinct possibility. They can make it to the semis or the dome or maybe even win it all. So no doubt they'll be in the conversation. Casey, what do you think of the idea of the expansion of the college football playoffs? I hate it. I hate it. I don't need to watch 12, 16 college football playoff teams. Look, I may have been asked this question, but I don't know. I'm, I'm getting a distinct feeling of deja vu. And if I've already answered this to you listeners, I, I, I forgive uh, you'll forgive me for, for answering it and putting in the mailbag twice. But the last few years, the games in the playoffs in the semifinals haven't been competitive. And that's one versus four, two versus three. Imagine when it's one versus 12 or something like that. So what I think is going to happen is this. We're going to get a lot of early round games that will be close because like, look, number seven versus number 10 or whatever, that'll be a great matchup. But we're just delaying the inevitable. In college football every year, we clearly know who the two, three best teams are. And those are the only teams that could run with those teams. Right now, Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Alabama, like that's it. That's it. Everybody else. And then the second thing that is going to do now, this is actually a side effect of it that I like. The SEC is going to win the national championship every single year. They're going to get three or four teams in. They're going to beat every single other team in there. It's going to be an all-SEC semifinal, whatever it may be. The SEC is going to win it all every year. They're already doing it now, but it's going to be even more profound. Casey, what seed do you think the New Orleans Pelicans will be in in the Western Conference playoffs first? It's presumptuous that they'll be there. I do think they'll be there, though I do think they'll make a leap. I'll say six or seven. Six or seven. I think that the Suns will be ahead of them. I think the Warriors will be ahead of them. I think the Clippers will be ahead of them. I think, let's see, looking down the list of teams, Denver's back healthy. They'll certainly be in the discussion. Dallas will be in the discussion. Yeah, five or six maybe would be a better way to gauge it. Minnesota should make a leap forward. They've got Gobert now. I'll say five or six, maybe seven. If you know if they battle some injuries, maybe eight, something like that. But I do think they'll get in. I think the Pelicans are in pretty good shape. I'm actually looking forward to watching them tonight. Casey, a listener, wants to know, what's it like to be doing Nichols games on the radio? Congratulations on that. We're so proud of you, buddy. First off, thanks for the kind words. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your question. It's a thrill. It, it, it's fun. I'm I'm up against the back end of the show here, but I'm going to elaborate more on this. And, and heck, I may go long here too. I, You know, whatever. If I, if I miss the last break, we'll combine it back in. 
very few people have the ability to say what I could say about my life, which is that the thing that I wanted to do when I was four years old is what I'm doing. So many people, like you go to kindergarten, career day, oh, I want to be a football player, I want to be a fireman, oh, I want to be a teacher, a doctor, a nurse, and that's not what they end up doing. I've wanted to be what I am right now since I was three. I have vivid memories of myself watching sports as like a three-and-a-half, four-year-old on the floor of the TV at our family's house, learning to read by teaching myself how to read the names of cities. I knew how to read the word San Francisco before I knew how to read the word the. Because I knew that San Francisco was a sports team and I needed to know which sports team that was. This is something I have always wanted to do. And what makes it more impactful, and God help me, I'm going to try to say this without crying on the air, is it all almost got taken away from me because of some mental health issues that I experienced two or three years ago that made things really tough. And so to know that overcame that and are doing much better and it's really not a factor anymore and to be doing the things that I've always wanted to do, it it does make me proud, man. So thanks so much for recognizing that. Thanks so much for realizing that. And uh, thanks so much for the question. It really means a lot. Casey, a listener, wants to know, What's wrong with Alabama? It's strange to see them struggling. They could have three losses right now. The Alabama case is interesting to me because you're right. They could have three losses. And if they would have three losses right now, they wouldn't even be in the top 25. The Alabama case is interesting to me because I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I don't know how well Nick and his staff are handling the NIL transfer portal stuff like he openly said in the last offseason, like, man, we're not doing a whole lot of that stuff. Well, here's the problem. I think if you're not doing some of that stuff, you're going to fall behind. Another thing is this, and I think this is maybe the most profound thing, and if you're an Alabama fan, you might scream at the radio, you might come to the studio and beat me up, you might egg my car, you might do all that stuff, because I acknowledge that what I'm about to say might be blasphemy to the biggest of the big Alabama fan. I think the old man's losing his edge a little bit. Nick Saban's in his 70s. And I just don't see that same attention to detail from Alabama teams that I used to see. Alabama teams used to never make mistakes. Never miss tackles. Never drop passes. Never have gaffes in special teams. Ever. It was like watching a robot play football. Saturday against Tennessee, they couldn't tackle. They committed 17 penalties for 130 yards. And all in all, it cost them the game. Look, man, we see life differently based on our circumstances. When you've won the national championship a zillion times and you've got more than $100 million in the bank, you're not going to be as focused as you were when you were a younger man and you were still chasing that legacy. And I'm not saying that Nick Saban's not a good coach. That's not at all what I'm saying. He's the best to ever do it. But what I'm saying is that maybe some of that prickly edge that he used to have is a little smoother now. He's got a little more money in the bank, a little more skins on the walls. And I just think as he gets a little older, he's losing his edge a little bit. And that attention to detail and that willingness to work until 3 a.m. every single day is maybe waning. And there may be 
now more susceptible to doing things that, quite frankly, every other team struggles with too. They used to be way out in front, miles ahead of the pack. Now they're maybe just 200 feet ahead of the pack and everybody could see them a little more clearly and makes it an easier target to hit. Those are our questions from our listeners, and that was a really good mailbag segment, man. You guys got me in my feelings, got me emotional, got me talking about Alabama, and we're going to combine that with our betting pick, uh, betting pick segment here. I'm not going to catch a break. We'll go to the end of the show out of here. In the NBA tonight, I like, uh, let's see, I like, here it is, I like over 226 for the Memphis Grizzlies and the New York Knicks. I also like tonight, um, let's see. I like the Chicago Bulls to cover seven and a half against the Miami Heat. Let's go to Major League Baseball. I like the Phillies to win today against the Padres. They just got that good vibe, dude. Plus a hundred, so it's even money. I also like under seven again in that series, right? It was it was a series where it was uh it was under seven yesterday. It went way under. I just don't see the teams being able to get a whole lot of offense against one another. And in the opening game of the AL championship series I like the Houston Astros to win uh, I'm going minus a run and a half there I think Verlander is going to be great against Jamison Tyone and I'm going over seven runs in that game there between those two storied teams let's wrap up right here I want to thank everybody for listening I want to thank uh, you guys for your support so much we'll be out in Lake Charles tomorrow so we're not going to do a show tomorrow but I will be back on Friday but tomorrow we do have tarpon football hot and heavy that'll be at 6 30 We'll have After the Lights presented by Grandal Shipyard after the game. Then we'll, you know, do the red eye trip back. And uh we'll well actually we got a caller on the line right now. So before we wrap up, hello, how are we doing today? You're on live. This is play by play. Before you sign off, I just wanna, you know, say you're doing a great job. Uh thank you. I remember you shoot. Well, I remember you when you was born, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I'm old, ago, we go back. So, uh, look, he's doing a great job. I remember when Salafouche, man, we couldn't get no, we couldn't get no love from the Comet, man. They wasn't giving us nothing. And then he was doing a newspaper and, uh, you know, a little, a little news down here. And, and I'm glad you're doing what you're doing with the kids and all. You know, I remember back in the day, you know, it was a, uh, you know, we just we were winning track meets and doing everything and nothing. So you uh, uh, putting us on the map and uh, man, I heard a little baseball and I'm I'm gonna call it uh, Yankees win the World Series. Okay, you like going Yankees to win it all? Huh? I said you going with the Yankees to win it all? Yankees all the way. Yankees win it all the way. Well, let me ask you this. I'm going and uh. Uh, uh, I was gonna wait till I was gonna wait till after A and M plays LSU to maybe chime in. You know that's that's what I'm, I'm really waiting for. But but I think the Saints I think the Saints rebound. We're gonna we're gonna we need to rebound bad. And I think I think Zion is gonna have a great season. And uh, and and hey, this and and then look. They even talking about Tulane playing in the Cotton Bowl. What do you think? <laughs> that would be something, bro. That would be great to see Tulane's in the top twenty-five. I got to ask you a question about uh, about your Aggies, man. What's going on out there? They've lost. They're three and three. Max Johnson's done for the season. What's going on, man? Uh, look, I, I man, I don't know. And, and I was a fan of. I was, I was actually a fan of Max because 
he was a freshman, came to LSU, and, and you know, a true freshman. Be, you know, he did everything he was asked to do. I mean, uh, beat Florida, and then as a sophomore, beat Florida. He just was a tough guy, and, uh, you know, uh, heck, now, you know, I guess it's just that hey, it's the luck of the draw is how, uh, you know, you got to have you got to have seconds and third good stringers and uh and that's that's really why I was always and I'm always gonna be a fan of Max because of what he did at LSU, you know. I, I just think he was a you know, he wasn't a showboater or nothing. He just uh he just did what he was asked to do and his dad was pretty tough, you know, playing ball and that's what that's why I was a fan of him and uh but uh yeah, I mean uh See, I, I go way back to when me and my brother was, uh, you were still in school. Me and my brother was watching LSU game, and uh, we seen you all over there, right there by, <laughs> by Pete Myers. Uh, we, we see all the Tigers come down the hill, and man, that was some good old times. You know, your dad was there, and and your dad, actually, look, your dad, my brother, my brother says that, your dad was always a Cowboys fan all yep. the time. Yeah, you know, you always go by my more Gene, and uh, you know, Randy was always rooting for the the Saints, and uh, Old Toto was always rooting for the Cowboys. So, yeah, a lot of good memories. Casey, keep up the good work. Uh, the Aggies, I guess we're gonna ah, dog. Uh, you know, I just would have liked Max. I would have liked Max to play against the LSU and see how the chips fall. That that was really what I was. I was rooting for, but I guess it ain't gonna happen. Uh, uh, Torpens, I think, I think the Torpens, you know, we get us a couple of bowl wins. We might be able to, you know, sneak in there and uh, hey, and, and just give the kids. That's that's. I'm gonna tell you, you know, we got to go to the third round of the playoffs, and so did a couple other teams behind me, and and and. I think that 74 team did, and then they had a couple of teams made it all the way. You know, you remember that all. You know, you make lifelong friends, and you remember that your whole life. And it's just some uh, some good times, you know. And no that's doubt. What I said them kids are enjoying life, and they're gonna remember that. And you know, and again, them games. You know, when them games are close, the luck, how the ball foul. You know, if we can get a fumble, we can get a turnover. You know, but mostly have fun, enjoy the ride because it it goes by quick. You know. Hey man, well look, brother, I'm up against it. Thanks so much for the call, though, man. Take care, bro. Yep, you too, man. All right. As Billy Joe, my buddy, I've been knowing. He said he ain't lying. He's been knowing me since I was in diapers. I've been knowing him since as long as I could remember. Great dude, loves his football, loves following sports, and we'll see if his Yankees cash in on it. Got to wrap up right here. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll be off tomorrow, but we will be back Friday. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. Have a wonderful rest of the day, everybody. God bless you all. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops.